0: Our reading today from Holy Scripture is a continuation from the Gospel lesson last Sunday in the fourth chapter. And so today we continue uh, with verse 27, concluding with verse 28. Just then, his disciples came. They were astonished that Jesus was speaking with a woman. But no one said, What do you want? Or, why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. And she said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? So they left the city and were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Surely no one has brought him something to eat. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me, and to complete his work. Do you not say four months more, then comes the harvest? But I tell you, look around you, and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life so that the sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. Brothers and sisters, this is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. So today's meditation is a follow-up, continuing meditation on what we heard from God's Word last week in those first verses in John chapter 4. If you were not able to be a part of this worship service online last Sunday, then I strongly encourage you to go to our church website, go to our Facebook page, Faith Lutheran Church Albuquerque. And give that sermon a listen as today's reflection builds on what we learned together uh, last time. So just to quickly review some things, um, Jesus is in a Samaritan city. And good Jews would have done anything to avoid being in Samaria in the first place. And if they had to pass through Samaria, as Jesus was between Judea and Galilee, then they would avoid any kind of personal contact. With the Samaritan people, they consider to be unclean. And so Jesus is at the well. He's thirsty. And a woman comes with a jar to draw that water in the middle of the day. And they have a conversation, which is quite remarkable in and of itself, because she's Samaritan, she's female, and Jewish men did not talk to women openly in public. And she's a woman with um, a story. She's been married five times. She's had five marriages fail, and now Jesus knows she's living uh, with a man who is not her husband. And so that's the backdrop um, for today's meditation. So we see once again how our Lord um, is full of surprises. Um, it was surprising that he would be talking to a Samaritan, a Samaritan woman, a Samaritan woman with such a sketchy, um, questionable background. And today, we hear that the disciples are astonished that he's speaking openly with this woman at the well. It's no wonder that they were surprised because um, Jewish men simply didn't do this. And John provides us with a very interesting detail here, doesn't he? That woman at the well, she totally forgot what she came for. She left her jar there. She went to draw water. That was her midday plan. But everything changed. And it wasn't because the disciples showed up and all of a sudden she's feeling uncomfortable and leaves abruptly. She left that well and left her jar with a purpose. She had some wonderful news to share with the people back in her village, people that she ordinarily would have avoided. Everything changed. Everything changed for her and for her village in that encounter she had with Jesus. Many Christians would call what happened to her a holy interruption. And I think you know about holy interruptions. You have a busy day ahead. You have a a list of things to do, one, two, three, four, check them off one at a time. Your planner is full. You know what you have to do, what you uh, want to do, what you need to do. And then your plans get interrupted. The woman at the well was going for water. And then she found out about the Messiah, the water of life. She met the Savior. She had a holy interruption. I had a holy interruption when all these COVID-19 restrictions started in March and I don't know about where you live, if you're watching in another city or state, but here in Albuquerque, a lot of people started to panic. And I happened to be in a grocery store close to my home. I wasn't panicking. We just needed to get a few items, but it was unbelievable the number of people that were there buying everything off the shelf. And I encountered a woman who was very old. I mean, if you told me she was a hundred years old, I would have believed you. She could barely push her cart and had trouble putting her items on the conveyor there at the cash register ahead of me. So I offered to help her take the things out of the cart and put them there. And then when the cashier totaled up her purchase, she was short on cash and she started to panic. And she asked the cashier to please take some things off so as to lower the total that would um, be enough for her to pay. And the cashier said, I can't do that. I can't just start all over. I can't take things off right now. I'm going to have to just make this uh, a mistake. I'm going to have to just start all over. And people in line behind us, we were getting impatient. They were getting upset. You could hear them mumbling. So I reached in my wallet and gave the cashier some cash, enough to cover the difference between what that elderly woman had and the total she owed. And friends, I am not saying this to boast. My parents raised me to be kind to my elders and help other people whenever I can. And besides, I'm an Eagle Boy Scout. And we're supposed to do a good turn daily, we Boy Scouts. And I hadn't done a good turn that day yet. So this was just an opportunity. And as I gave the cashier the money, the old woman started weeping. And she gave me a hug. And I told her it was my honor and blessing to help her get the food she needed. And I said to her, remember that you're loved by God and that you're precious in his sight. Those words just came out of my mouth without really thinking about it. And she said, Oh, God bless you, son. Thank you so much. I don't have any more money until I get my next Social Security in two weeks. So I'm there trying to fight back the tears. She was buying bread, rice, pasta, beans. I had some various Meats and some vegetables in my cart, but I also had some luxury items. I had some ice cream, some chips, and a six-pack of my favorite beer. And just then, the person behind me taps me on the shoulder. It's another shopper in line. She's weeping and says, that was nice. Why did you do that? And I told her, my parents raised me to care for others especially my elders, and then I said, I'm a Christian, and Jesus teaches me to bless others and share with them whenever I have an opportunity, and then she looks at my cart, and she goes, you're a Christian, and you're buying beer? What kind of Christian are you? I want to go to your church. <laughs> we had a good laugh. And I told her that I'm a member of Faith Lutheran Church. And then she said, does your pastor know you like to drink beer? And I laughed and said, yes, the pastors at Faith know that I enjoy a cold beer every now and again. In fact, all three pastors at Faith Lutheran know that I like cold beer. And by the way, I'm the senior pastor. (laughs) And I kid you not. Right then and there in line, she asked me to pray for her. And so I didn't do one of those, sure, I'll pray for you later. I said, let's pray right now. And we prayed in line. And that was just a matter of days before our governor issued her orders, essentially closing all congregations and synagogues. And for the past three months, I've been praying for both the woman ahead of me in line, the elderly woman. And the other woman behind me. And I don't even know their names. But God knows their names. And God knows them. Holy interruptions. They happen all the time. My plan that day was to go to the grocery store, mind my own business, and get back home to Kirsten as quickly as possible. But God had other plans, didn't he? And he had other plans for the woman at the well, who thought all she was going to do that day was slip in alone, fill her jar full of needed water, and get back home. And in that holy interruption, the avoider of the crowds of other women becomes the evangelist. She becomes the inviter. Come see, she tells the folks back home. Could this be the Messiah? He told me everything there is to know about me, the very things that make me avoid all of you and go to that well in the middle of the day in the scorching heat. And if God can use that woman of dubious distinction in a land that was considered to be unclean by good Jewish people, if God can use her in that environment to lead others to Christ, then God can use me and God can use you. And he will in that grocery store scene that I described to you from this last March friends I didn't do what I did because I'm a pastor I didn't do what I did because I'm a pastor I did what I did because the Holy Spirit prompted me because I am a Christian and if you are a baptized Christian, then you are a minister of the gospel. And if you've yet to receive the gift of adoption and the grace of baptism, then please seek out a pastor here at Faith if you live close enough, or seek out a congregation where you live and talk to the pastor about being baptized. Jesus commanded us to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and make disciples of all people until he comes again in glory. And Jesus wants you to follow him, to be his disciple. He wants to be Lord of your life and Lord of your heart and Lord of your home. And if you've already received this gift of baptism, then you've been called and anointed and appointed by God to share his love with others in acts of kindness and by sharing verbally the story of your faith when the Lord gives you an opportunity, the way he gave me an opportunity that day at the grocery store. The disciples talked to Jesus about food because they'd gone to find some food for the rabbi. And he says, you know, there's a different kind of nourishment. There's a different kind of sustenance. And that's the food of doing the will of the Father, which reminds us that we can have refrigerators and freezers full of food, cupboards and pantries full of dry goods, but still be lacking, still be found wanting. God wants us to be about his will of loving our neighbors as ourselves and speaking the name of Jesus as Lord whenever he gives us opportunity for the sake of those who've yet to meet Jesus. To find out how much God loves them and why Jesus left the beauty of heaven to come to this troubled, divided, fallen world to die on a cross, a lonely cross for sinners like you and sinners like me and, and sinners one and all around the world. Jesus is looking for people Who seek that kind of food? The food of um, wanting to obey God at all times, in all seasons, in all circumstances. And then he speaks um, about sowers and reapers. The woman at the well was the first to sow the seeds of faith in the people of Samaria, in that town of Sychar. The disciples and all those who would follow, those who would come after, reaped the benefit of what she planted ahead of time. Here at Faith Lutheran, we need to always remember our humble beginnings. November of 1955, when 37 men, women, and children uh, knelt to pray in a storefront mission, a rented space on Manal Boulevard. They were the first official members of this congregation which eventually relocated to this address here on Spain Road in 1975. Those 37 men, women, and children planted the seeds of faith and now we reap from what they planted. They were the sowers. We benefit from their faithfulness, their generosity, their vision, their obedience. And most of those people from 1955 most of them have died. They're with Christ now. And you and I will get to meet them someday. And then we can thank them personally for that food of obedience that they sought, that they desired to lead people to Christ. And a reminder, I've been praying for those two women in the grocery store for March. I don't know if I'll ever see them again. I hope to see them in heaven. And learn their names. You may not live to see the harvest of what you do, what you sow for Jesus' sake in the life of another person. You may be called to simply plant the seeds, and then others will reap the benefit of that harvest at a later time. But whatever you do in Jesus' name, to the glory of God, will be a a blessing and it will expand the kingdom. And I pray that God finds you faithful in your daily calling, your baptismal identity to serve the Lord right where he's planted you. God bless you in faith, hope, and love in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.